what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the spectators i'm julian osius i'm here at brooklyn what's going on buddy you're what's popping bro how you what's doing popping it's another day another monday we're out here recording we're gonna we have a lot to talk about because there's a lot of sports going on a lot yeah, of sports a lot of sports going on and we're gonna we're gonna start right in we're just jump right in baseball season we are 15 or so games in and nothing is making sense besides that the Dodgers are good. <laughs> Dodgers are good, and the teams that are not supposed to be good are the best teams in the league. It doesn't make any sense. In fact, what? like, none That's baseball. at all. That's baseball. That is baseball, and it's kind of fun. Um, if, we're, if you're looking at, like, the standings, right? Mm-hmm. The Red Sox are in first place. They weren't supposed to be very good. The Kansas City Royals are in first place. They're not supposed to be very good. The Mariners are in first place. They're supposed to be not very good. <laughs> also, the Astros started 6-0, and and now they're 7-8. and That's something to look at. Yeah, that's a slide and a half. <laughs> that's something to look at. Uh, the Mets are in first, kind of. They haven't, they haven't played like half the games they're supposed to because all the other teams they're playing are a bunch of schmucks. Can't stay out of COVID protocol. Right, bro. So let's shame them. We're looking at you. Do Nationals. better. Do better. And the Nationals are five and eight, so that makes me feel better that they are not playing well and they're ruining people's seasons. So that makes me happy. I mean, they've made bad. They made up like one of their games, I think, with the Braves already. And you see some double headers going on today, yesterday with like the White Sox and the Red Sox, and uh, some some more teams that are playing better than expected. Uh, Giants are are above 500 early in the season. Pretty cool stuff. They're getting good pitching out of those guys, which I don't think anybody expected. Yeah, it feels weird to see San Francisco up there. Yeah, and then uh, and then the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, they're they're doing what they should have done last year was in terms of hitting the ball. They're hitting the ball really well. Uh, they still struggle in their bullpen, but you know they're they're doing all right. And same thing with the Brewers. Brewers uh. Brewers are playing a little bit better than I think some people expected. They're pitching insanely well. Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns might be the best pitching duo in the league. Love to see in it. In fact, I'll say they are the best pitching duo in the league. I'll say it. Say it. I'll say, say it. it. I'll say it. Say it. I'll say it. Now, it's probably Kershaw and Bueller, one of those clowns, because the Dodgers are 13-3. and three. Let's... Which is just ridiculous. Like, lose. Please lose. Just Come lose on. a game. <laughs> they just had a whole series with the Padres and swept them. Yeah, and it got a little spicy too. That it was, series, it was certainly a spicy series, and it's not like they didn't play well. So, yeah, it's not like they didn't play well. Also, something cool to take note in: um, this guy, for some reason, everybody was really focused on Juan Soto this off season because Juan Soto was so insanely good last season. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people just kind of forgot about Ronald Acuna Jr. And I think he's making it so that you don't forget about him anymore. Leading the league in home runs, he has seven home runs. Leading the league in hits, he has 26. Leading the league in total bases, 55. Leading the league in war, uh, F-war, offensive war, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, Mm. runs scored. You want me Mm. to keep going? Keep going. Runs created. Times Mm. on base. Mm. Anymore? Like, 
Uh, yeah, there's more. But we're not going to keep going. Like, there, there are more. He, he's leading the league in almost every offensive stat that's important. Besides batting average, Brandon Nimmo is apparently hitting 414 or 447, so that's kind of cool for him. Uh, that's wild. Uh, yeah, the only guy that has a better adjusted OPS is Trout, which classic. And he is just playing really, really well. And they again, they kind of had a weird start. They had a game or two kind of delayed, and then they had to replay. They made him up with double headers. Um, and also the. The Braves aren't playing particularly well, despite Acuna popping off the way he is. They but, went off last night against the Cubbies, but as we see what the Cubbies are doing, yeah, they're not, not great. Yeah, not not great's an understatement. Um, there was a point in this year, and it's not mm-hmm. true anymore because the Cubs did hit the ball for it pretty well for a couple of games this weekend. But it was gotcha. there was a point this week like on Tuesday, where I was watching a Cubs game and a stat came up that the Cubs mm-hmm. as a team up to that point were hitting uh, .108. So around every 10 at-bats, they were getting a hit, right? I did also see that stat where they the have pitchers, that. Right? Yes, the yeah, pitchers exactly. were, so, had a higher batting average than the Cubs. So the total pitchers that have hit and had at bats in the season at that point, pitchers were hitting 138, and the Cubs as a team were hitting 108. Now, granted, obviously, Incredible. pitchers. I mean, honestly, there was probably the same amount of at bats put into that because every National League team is hitting, right? Or yeah. has a pitcher hitting. And they're coming up two, three times a game. So at the at bats yeah. are probably similar. Uh, that was a wild stat, though. And I know, like, some hitters were hitting really well. I know the Grom has, like, four or five hits already. I know Corbin Burns has, like, two or three hits already. It's more than some teams as a whole have, which we'll get more into in a second. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no, is right. <laughs> oh, no. But definitely really cool that uh, Acuna's popping off. The Braves, again, not yeah. playing the best baseball at the moment, but they're not doing super terrible either. Um, yeah, and it, it's cool to see the year start out with all these quote unquote bad teams being at the top of the leaderboards. Now, given it's baseball, things sizzle out. Things are gonna start scrambling around to what they need to be. But it, it's cool. It's definitely cool, especially like to see the Mariners up top and uh, Kansas City that hasn't really been there too much. Like it, it's cool. Yeah, it definitely is. And you know, I was talking about this with you last night, but. Not just the teams that are up there, like obviously Kansas City, which nobody expected them, but their lineup's really good. No. Um, yeah. But you have guys that are just hitting really well for, like, a long period of time. I mean, Urban Mercedes, who had that electric first week, is still hitting 415, and he is playing almost every day for the White yeah, Sox. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And then you, you have guys in t- outside of Acuna – the next four guys that are leading the league in home runs are Tyler Naquin, Ryan McMahon, Eduardo Escobar, and Wilson Ramos. What? <laughs> and those guys all have six. It's just a really, really interesting season. I don't really know how to, like, put it into words. Besides the yeah. fact that Byron Buxton has a 1.62 OPS. 
which would be first, but Insane. they haven't played enough games, or he hasn't played enough games for it to technically count as first. Yeah. Otherwise, he would be first. It's just, I don't know. It's fun. I love it. I love seeing guys, especially like a guy like Buxton. We've been talking for years about how he should be taking that next step in terms of hitting because he, he's always had a good, like, discipline approach at the bat. He just couldn't actually generate exit velos and get the ball off the ground. Because he's not built for that. No, apparently so, he is. <laughs> apparently he is. Apparently, apparently he, he rebuilt. Is. But you, when you look at him, you you see a uh, all right speedy guy plays good defense, cool, got a plus arm, nice. Now you add the power to it, and it, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. So shout out to that. Is there anybody you want to highlight early on in the year? I've touched on a lot of people, so sorry about that. But <laughs> no, you're you're good. Um, Ryan McMahon from the Rockies, yeah, bro, mashing over there too with six home runs. Bro, and he he's playing really good. He's playing really good ball too. I don't even know who that is, <laughs> but he's he's playing really really good ball. Um, him and Trevor Story are just the only, and Herman Merkez are the only even specks of light for that yeah. black hole of a team. Another uh, wild stat that I saw right before we uh, push play to record: uh, Ramon Laureano of the Athletics got eight stolen bases. Wild, wild. I mean, man, just out here robbing. Yeah, we've known he's a, a a speedy guy, and we've known he's probably the best or second best defensive center fielder. We've seen him make countless like insane throws, especially. <laughs> and, like, and now that now that I'm looking at the rest of the stolen base leaderboard, Manny Machado is sitting at fourth on the list with four. I think people have always slept on Manny Machado as an athlete. I've always thought this. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought this. Him him and uh Jose Ramirez were always like very overlooked athletes in this league for whatever reason. Yeah. Cause they just kinda look a little bit bigger, so you don't think they're a little fast. They got a little jets. Sure. They got some jets on them. J E T S. Um I wanna no, give no a big sport. shout out to uh <laughs> Javi Baez for uh leading the league in strikeouts. <laughs> that needs to be thrown out there. Love that. Yes, sir. Um I like me some Javi Baez. I like me some Cubs players, but man, watching them is an absolute. Oh, just it's it's oh man, it's a it's a dumpster fire. It's watching paint dry in a hurricane. It's, huh? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> huh? Why are you painting? There's a hurricane outside. <laughs> that cover. That's just go inside. Just don't paint. Yeah. Go inside. Yeah, bro. Um, Cubs tough. Big tough. You know who else is tough? Our New York yeah. Yankees. Boy, do they stink. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. I know you were hoping um, I didn't get to them, but we had to. Yeah, I was, I was hoping. We, we talked about it on pre-production, and we <laughs> it just parts of me were just dying inside. I didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. Shout out to Talking Yanks, but we're out here talking stinks. Yeah. It, uh, Yankee- it's bad. <laughs> it, it's, it's just so bad. Shout out, John Boy. I need a breakdown of this whole entire debacle. I need a breakdown of, of my mental health watching this team play. Yeah, th- um, this is this is bad. They are 5-10, and 10, their worst start since 1997. Good things did happen in 97, so I want to throw that out there for all the, the worried Yankees fans. Um, yeah. It's just bad. They All the problems that have been there the last 100 or so games – 
because we'll count all of last season and then the playoffs as well. They're still there. The starting pitchers on paper should be good and like stats wise are good, but they're letting up two, three runs before we're able to score two or three runs. And we're not even able to score two, three runs, two, three runs early like. on in the game. <laughs> we can't score without the home run. And that's yeah. just been an issue I've had with this team for about four for or five years, years now. I've yeah. always said I don't like that we rely on it so much. And, yeah, we hit a lot of them or did hit a lot of them. We don't anymore. But the Yankees just relied too much on the home run. And now they don't know how to score without it. Outside of DJ yeah. LeMayu, and he's not having a great time so far to start the year. The only guy that's hitting the ball even halfway decent is uh, Aaron Judge. And even he's struggling on certain pitches. I've watched Aaron Judge strike out on fastballs down the middle at least four times this year. Yeah, the Yankees are one of the worst teams at hitting fastballs this year. Which is crazy because this is a fastball-hitting team. This is That's it's the pitch ridiculous. they hit. In years past, they used to be fastball hitters and you don't throw the fastball and now it's just exactly because it's going to get crushed yeah so i don't really know what's going on here whether yeah. boone's on the hot seat or not is not up to me to decide i'd put him there because i just don't know what he's doing to generate any sort of energy out of these guys and i've kind of thought this for years yeah and we we talked about this the other day and i mentioned like whenever we get into a hole like this it doesn't feel like Boone's able to bring them out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of just happens with the players. It, it kind of takes one of the players to when we, get out of the yeah. funk, and then he spreads the, the love, the positivity. But there's nothing, like, Boone's not the type of guy that he's in the locker room throwing bats, getting mad, getting people's faces. Like, he's not that guy. He's going to comfort you to no man's land, trying to get you to feel good about it, but... The, you can't feel good about this. Like, the team sucks in every way. Like, fielding is just ridiculous. Our bullpen is probably the highlight of this team right now. So, the shout bullpen, out to The that, bullpen's but. great, and they've had, a, they've had a rough, like, handful of games the last couple. But it's not really their fault. Like, you're, no, allow, you're allowed like, to give yeah. up two, three runs as a bullpen every now and then. You're allowed to do yeah. that. You're expected to have some runs helping you out. And when you're losing games constantly, four to... Like, the other team only has four. Like, that's just not it. Like, there's not a whole lot the pitching staff can yeah. even do. And that's saying that the starters aren't doing well, but they're doing fine. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, that's they're just not getting any type of uh, support, and it's historically bad right now. It's not like we're over-exaggerating. You mentioned 97. There's also uh, records that were breaking for being bad from 98, 2005, 2008. Like, this is this is a bad Yankee team right now, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, you know, this is our Yankee rant. I'm happy it's over. We can we can digress. Yeah. He, he got me all riled up for yeah, no reason for now. No reason. <sighs> uh, cool <laughs> news in baseball. I, we're talking a lot of baseball, but that's because it's it's It's, it's baseball it's season, great. baby. It's great. Uh, Play ball. Two more things. Two more. Okay. Tatis. First one off the bat. Welcome, Bike. Fernando Tatis Jr. We thought he was going to be out a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that was a quick little uh, stint. Happy about that. Yeah, we thought he was going to be gone for a hot little minute. The the boy is back. Welcome back. Nino. Number two. Definitely welcome back. That's our um, spectators player right there. Big uh, Tatis guys over here. Yeah, we do like Tatis a lot. We do like Tatis a lot. I don't like how a lot of people think he's better than he is. I love Tatis. I don't think he's a top 10 player or anything of the sort. 
Um, I think he's an electric player. Like yeah. he's great for the game. He yeah. he's not the best in the uh, league. He's but, getting there. Yeah, he's I definitely agree. He's young. Yeah. Uh, thing number two though. Shane Bieber is the best pitcher that we have seen in a while. Like young. Yeah, guy. Shane Bieber is correct. He, I, we've never seen a guy evolve this quick before our eyes. Again, in eight twenty eighteen, he was really good. We saw it. Last year, he was fantastic. We saw the Cy Young, right? He, he triple crown. Like, there's, it's hard to be better than that. Through four starts this year, he's two and one. You know, record doesn't count. Shout out to the ground for letting us know that. Shout out to bad hitting. Shout out to bad hitting. Um, through these first four games, mm-hmm. he has 29 pitches, 29 innings pitched, mm-hmm. 48 strikeouts, mm-hmm. and a point or 0.92 whip. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Yeah, he, he's cracked. No, no, <laughs> no other way to put it. Absolutely <laughs> insane. He has a 14.7 strikeouts per nine, which is, I think, the second highest in the last decade. Like, just take a second to process that. that that's, a, that's a lot. The season just started. You shouldn't be up that high. So, good, good stuff right there. Yeah, and we expected him to be great again. I don't... Again, the the Cleveland pitching factory is just something something special, bro. You've gotten multiple Cy Youngs out of Kluber. Now you got one out of Beaver. You got one out of Bauer. You're probably gonna win another one out of Beaver this year if we're gonna be real. Yeah. It's crazy you, and, what they're doing over and there. And then like you had Mike Clevenger over there, who sucks that he's not gonna be playing. I don't think at all this year. He might come back at the end of the season for the Padres. I, I, I think he's out just I think so too. entirely. But, the, I mean, even the rest of that pitching staff, we've talked about it before. I don't need to harp on it again. But Tristan McKenzie's mm-hmm. a beast. Aaron Savali's really good. Yeah, Zach, well, whatever they're really doing good. over there, whatever they're putting in the water, keep doing it. Yeah, because these guys are developing, developing quick, and they know how to strike out batters. Absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned there was only two things. Oh. There's one more. Uh-oh. There's one more. Uh-oh. Nobody got the hits, boy. We got Ooh. no hitters. Oh, we got we got two. no hitters. Yes, sir. We got two. Musgrove and Rondon. Balling. Absolutely balling. From the Padres and the White Sox, we got no hitters, baby. Very close to perfect games on both sides. Yeah, both were. Well, Rondon's was perfect through the ninth, and he hit somebody in the, the extended <laughs> section of the, his the toe. toenail that yeah. he didn't cut. Yeah, he, he left his shoelace out a little deep and hit him in the foot. So th- there goes that perfect game, which sucks. And then Musgrove, I think, yeah. walked somebody. Yeah. And that was it. Or uh, either walked or hit. I think it was yeah. a walk. I think it was a walk. And so you, you got two two perfect games almost. One base runner only. Two no-hitters. Uh, I will say, not that it matters too much, the Musgrove one was a lot more impressive in terms of, like, how he was throughout the game. Mm-hmm. But I will say, if anybody watched the end of the Rondon one, Rondon started the game throwing 91-92, and against the last hitter of the game, he was throwing 98-99. He, he was pumped. So, he was whatever pumped, that means. <laughs> I don't think he's ever thrown 99 in his career. But in the ninth inning of his no-hit bid, 122 pitches in, 
He's throwing 99. So that's Bro, that, that boy was just juiced off adrenaline. Yeah, that boy, yeah. He he could have ran through the fence to catch a fly ball <laughs> if needed. Facts. But, yeah, shout out to that. Love love no hitters. Love uh, perfect games. All, all of it's dope. Now, we haven't had a perfect game since 2008. Felix Hernandez was the last perfect game. Crazy. We've had a that, lot that of just no goes to show. Time. Yeah, it just goes to show, like, it's not an easy feat to accomplish. Because you are straight up shutting down the other team. You're perfect. You're perfect in every sense of the word. And it's ridiculous. And handsome. Handsome and talented. Nope. Charismatic. <laughs> Sensational. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just really cool because... You get to be in history now, and it it tends to be guys like this. Like you see this all the time, where Carlos Rondon and Joe Musgrove, like they're not they're unsuspecting guys who have had decent careers. Joe Musgrove in particular has had a decent career. Now he's on a contender. He was kind of mm-hmm. an oversought gain for the Padres this offseason. Now here he's throwing a no hitter. Yeah, so. agreed. Welcome to History Books. You guys are awesome. Congratulations on that. Welcome to History, baby. Welcome. So now, that that was a lot of baseball. That was a baseball. lot of baseball. And you're going to get a lot more baseball because, you know, we that's what we're rocking with. Just that's true. what we're rocking with. Hopefully, you're not going to get another Yankee rant. You, <laughs> you definitely will. But... We, we got something else cooking up. Well, not really even cooking. We we starting to turn the heat up to really put it on, bro. Put it in the oven preheat, The NBA. Baby. The NBA is starting to come to an end. How many games out are we before the play-in tournament? About like 15 every team, or every so? Every team's about 14 to 16 games away from the okay, play-in so. tournament. Um, well, let me just say the play-in tournament real quick for you guys because I didn't fully know it until this weekend. The okay. seven seed and the eight seed play each other. Winner, that mm-hmm. becomes the seven seed. Simple enough, right? Okay. The nine seed and the ten seed play each other. Winner, that advances to the play-in tournament final, I guess is what you call it. And then they play the loser of that seven and eight seed game. The winner of <laughs> that game becomes the eight seed. Huh. So you have to go through a whole lot to get the honor of getting swept by the first seed. <laughs> Oh man. It's a lot. It's a lot, but it's really, really dope. It's interesting. I'm not sure if I like it yet, but it's interesting. It just adds another layer to the playoffs. And I think that's kind of part of the problem. It's it's kind of the same issue in MLB right now where it's you have a hundred and sixty two game season, but then you have a one game wild card. Yeah. It's a little sus. It definitely is. But it's here, and we're going to enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. We're going to enjoy it. And, you know, that's coming up. We have a we have a good little race in both of the leagues for those spots. Uh, West is more so jostling for position. The East, we still have plenty of teams that can – I think it's like five teams that are in the mix still to slip into those spots. Um, I think between – the four seed and the 12 seed is like a four game difference. So like Atlanta goes on a skid, they might see themselves out of the play in tournament entirely. Like one of those types of things. It's wild. So we're looking at that. 
But one of the teams in the play-in tournament, likely to be in the play-in tournament in the West, they have a former MVP that is just playing out of his mind. What's going on? And, with and, that? and who who might that be? What's, what's, going what's on his with name? Why, well, why? What's his name? Why is the the chef himself, the babyface assassin, cooking on these clowns? Hey, he's not Wardell anymore. He got facial hair now. I don't want to call him that no more. Wardell. Wardell. Wardell Jr. Eleven grade. <laughs> that boy balling. Yeah, Steph's that playing out of his mind. He had eleven threes the other night. He had 11 threes against the Celtics. He had 11 threes against Oklahoma. And he had 10 threes versus Denver. Where in that Denver yeah. game, he had 53 points. He's had 30 points for the last nine straight games that he's played in. There's, there's been a couple that he hasn't. The issue is that half these games are losses. Yeah. But he's playing out of his mind. And this is not a team you want to see in that playing game just because Steph's gonna drop 45 on you yeah and just a little nugget for the Warriors James Wiseman is unfortunately out for the rest of the season yeah and that's definitely I don't know how much that affects them he wasn't playing big big minutes but yeah it's it's still still a big piece if they wanted to do anything not not that they were but So there, there's that. No, but they have been winning a little bit more in the recent weeks because they had a really big slide there for a little second in in March. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Steph's playing, so he's playing really well. Cool to see a former MVP balling out. He's looking better than ever. He has, like, the most 10 three-pointers three made games by, like, triple of the next guy now. Goat. <laughs> I do want to mention, though, in that 53-point game against Denver, at the very end of it, Jamal Murray got hurt, tore his ACL. Yeah. He's going to be out for the rest of the season and likely a lot of next season as well. So we're going to hope that he gets better. Hope he gets healthy as soon as possible. He's a big yeah, piece really over there in Denver. really unfortunate to that. Yeah. Dope player, too. Yeah, cool guy. He was so fun in the playoffs last year. Him and, him yeah. and uh, Donovan were just a show to be seen last year. Yeah, that that was nuts. That was really nuts. Yeah, and so, you know, Steph Steph's playing really well. Jokic is playing really well. I th- I'm feeling like Jokic is an MVP at the moment, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, with Harden still not back on the court, you have to imagine it's Joker. Yeah, and then Joel missed a little bit too much time, and the and they still played well without him too. So I feel like that kind of. As, as stupid as that is, that kind of hurts his chances. Yeah. Uh, LeBron's missed too much time. Otherwise, I'd probably give it to him. Yeah. So, I'm feeling like... I'm, I'm cool I'm cool with seeing Jokic uh, get an MVP on his belt. Yeah. And, you know, it's got to be between him and, like, Giannis, guys like that. Who He's also had a great year. That we're kind of not talking The thing about. is, you could just write Giannis off because they're not going to give it to him again, yeah, right? Yeah. Un- unless Giannis was scoring 40 a game this year, like, they weren't going to give it to him. Yeah. Kind of dumb, but that's just the way of the world. The yeah. way of the world. But um, It'd be like that. You know, the East is kind of wild. So, like we said, the, the Nets have a super team, right? We've said this before. Mm-hmm. But they can't seem to gain ground on the 76ers. They lose, like, stupid games that they shouldn't. 
76ers lose games that they should, so it kind of balances out. The yeah. Nets can't put a healthy product on the court, which is part of the problem only because when you give away your entire depth to put this team out there, you would like those guys to play. Yeah. And then you go and you get a guy like Aldridge who winds up retiring. It doesn't really hurt a whole lot because you only had him for like two weeks. But shout out to Lamarcus Aldridge for a great career. He's probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Probably get his number big, retired big out there in LA. Portland. Uh, it sucks that heart conditions are the thing that took you out. It sucks when it happened with Chris Bosch. Sucks that it happened with you. You guys are all time great players, and we're happy to be able to watch you play. Absolutely. Salute. But the Nets got a hole to fill now, and DeAndre Jordan's not the guy to fill it. So DeAndre Jordan is not the guy to fill it because once LA got to the Nets. DeAndre kind of just got banished to the shadow realm and yeah. was barely even getting any playing time because Nick Claxton, the young boy, he's been balling. Blake Griffin's been playing really well. And then Jeff Green, who is one of our best big men, he he takes uh, that spot. So it's Bananas. just... What a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it's tough. And losing L.A., it brings up the question. Offensively in the... Backcourt, you know what you're going to get, but against the Lakers, going up against Drummond and AD, do the Nets have the size? Well, even if you don't say, for whatever reason, the Lakers don't right the ship, right? Mm-hmm. And it winds up being the Suns or the Jazz or the Nuggets. These are all big teams also. Yeah, they are. You're going to tell me DeAndre Ayton's not going to eat? You know, like these are all teams uh, that you have to worry about specifically for the Nets because they can't stop a nosebleed on defense. Yeah. And it's an issue. But And the thing is, if you don't have one of the big three on the court, it it's going to be tough. Yeah. Because you, you need that firepower. You need all three of them dropping 25, 35 points yeah. a game yeah. in a seven-game series. You, you need it. Especially if you don't got somebody down low who can handle that workload and bang with the big bodies in the West. So, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. So, I'm I'm hoping we could get healthy. Harden gets back on the court, hopefully in a couple of games. Kevin Durant just uh, left the game yesterday against a Heat to a thigh contusion. Got got banged going in for a layup. So KD I don't know can't stay healthy for that. two games. It's annoying, but it is what it is. Hopefully, they just took him out because they want to baby him, and he'll be back, I'm guessing, Tuesday. So, hopefully. We'll see what happens. I mentioned the Suns. I just want it to be known. They're really good. They are really good. That's it. And it's incredible. Send a tweet. I love it. it. That's it. They did lose this weekend, the game they shouldn't have. Who cares? They're really good. It happens. But they're 8-2 in the last 10. Mm Mm-hmm. So... This is true. And then there's two teams in particular right now that are playing really, really well. Some might say these are all-time historical teams. These are probably, what, the two two of the three, two of the four, if you would throw the Bulls in there? Yeah, when you think NBA, these are two of the ones you think about. Yeah, the New York Knicks and the Boston Celtics are both on six-game win streaks. I know it's the first six-game win streak for the Knicks since, like, 98. Oh my God! You were, had you were a, barely a, alive for that. Yeah, exactly. They had a <laughs> they had a five game win streak, and 
2011 or something like that. But six game, which they did win on Sunday in a really, really good game, too, against the Pelicans. Oh, absolutely. Shout that out to Reggie Bullock for sending it to OT. And shout out to Lonzo for biting on a layup when Derrick Rose was going in for it when they're up by three. Why are you biting on the layup, bruv? Yeah. Derrick Rose went for the layup. Everybody on the Pelicans was like, oh, let him. And then Derrick kicks it because Lonzo comes in. Reggie was wide open. And then the next just whooped him in, in OT. Like, bro, let him have it. Also, Give it to him. Also, Take also, it. Also, I know you saw also. those comments Zion made about playing him. I did. The, they were interesting. And I know the it's Madison just... Square Garden is his favorite place to play outside of the Smoothie King Arena. <laughs> <laughs> the worst arena name in the history of arena names. I'm a smooth dude. Yeah, it's I'm a smooth dude. <laughs> you know, there's Terrible. not a whole lot to say there. Everybody likes playing in the garden. Yeah. But when you have a guy as electric as Zion, I think he had 36 last night. Pelicans aren't winning. Not winning. So not winning. Who's to say? And I, I was really excited for this Pelicans team. Don't forget him and RJ are best friends. Don't forget. Yeah, remember that uh video of them in the locker room at Duke, and he's like, "Hey, RJ, you want to be a Nick?" <laughs> and now, hey, it's a it's a pipe dream now, right? It's a pipe dream. It is a pipe so. dream. But got anything else for us? Oh, we do. There's one more thing. We I want to we, talk we, about. we still got we still got. There's one more sp- big thing I want us to talk about. Okay. Jake Paul's the best boxer I've ever seen. <laughs> but no, he he is he's looking good. He's looking good, and it's he got another big win, in in theory. He fought Ben Askren, a wrestler. He looked terrible. Barely had a good setup. Had just... I know uh, one of the announcers said he was built like a milk jug. Mm. So, shout out to that. Milkman, milkman. physically and fundamentally, Jake Paul looks the part, bro. He does. And it's wild. It's wild to think about. It is very, very strange. So, but Jake, now, yeah, Jake, Jake just knocked him out. That was like we talked, we watched it live together, like over, over a call for, um, for thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah right. Um, <laughs> that was one of like the most devastating knockout punches I've seen in a while. That was just a yeah, solid yeah. hook straight to the jaw. My man instantly just shook. The lights went out for a second, like lightning hit the power box. Yeah, he had the setup punch with it too, and then just the. Mm-hmm. Mm out and then there's a ringside view of it too and it's just (laughs) incredible but now i will say this jake has i think three fights now under his belt cool you you got them you look good all that if you're really serious about this though we need a real boxer to be fought we we can't keep having these celebrity death matches so the the next fight for Jake Paul has to be a com- a competitor. It it just has to. 
So I'm I'm interested to see who's going to be the one. I know a lot of people are coming for his head. They want the smoke. Everybody's out there. Jake's calling smoke for whoever he wants to. But that that's what needs to happen next time up. We we need to really see what's what he's bringing to the table because he looks good. You look but good. you're looking good against schmucks. So well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. Either you do a real boxer or Spinzo or. the opposite. You only do people who call you out, you fight them, you knock them out. Jake wins every time, and I want him to win every time. And I want this to be the strangest, greatest athlete of all time in his respected sport. Because this isn't boxing, this is just celebrity deathmatch, essentially. Yeah, you, you know, if it's that route, I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. But like I said, if if he wants to be taken seriously and have a boxing career legitimately, yeah. that's what needs to happen. No, but if he wants to just right. d- do what he wants to do and, like you said, people call him out, all right, come on, let's go. And then he went, albeit, I'm I'm so here for that. I love it. I, I really love it. So, now I do have a question for you, though. Uh-oh. I do have a question for you. There's a lot of people who just absolutely hate this. It's bad for the sport of boxing. This, that, yada, yada, this, that, and the third. What do you think about it? Do you think Jake Paul having these fights, bringing attention to the sport, is bad for the sport? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And here's the the reason. Here's the reason, right? This is not Jake Paul from six years ago, straight off Vine, skinny little white boy that's just Mm -hmm. super immature. I mean, he still is, obviously, but like. This is not that Jake Paul just going in untrained, unready, just saying, oh, yeah, I can beat you up like a dude in the high school locker room. This is not that situation. This is a guy who has mm-hmm. put a lot of money and a lot of time into becoming a boxer. Mm-hmm. And even whether or not he was good in winning these fights or not, it's just something to show that if you want to do something, you can train, you can do it, you can completely switch up the direction you were going. And become something else. And that's gonna that's has to be slightly inspirational to some guys, right? Yeah, because he's actually putting in the work. Yeah. It's and not again, like he's just, oh, I'm gonna go box. Cool. Exactly. Let's go. No, he's putting in the work and you can see it physically and fundamentally. He's like huge. he looks he's gigantic. He's jacked. He's jacked. Like, he, but he's in like looking the good brawlic, way. bro. And yeah. just him fighting, you look at him, you're like, Oh yeah, that guy's a boxer. Yeah. I'm not doubting it looking at him. If I didn't know who Jake Paul was, I wouldn't doubt it. Exactly. And so, and then, uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a really big fan. I, not, not of Jake Paul, but of this as a whole. And just... I yeah, said, I like what's going on. I definitely like what's going on. We've said it about a million things before. Exposure is good. That's the reason the MLB doesn't have a great social media presence and they're not getting young people. There's no exposure and they're not putting the product out there. Jake Paul exactly. is putting boxing out there in a time where boxing is kind of sus outside of like Canelo and Triple G. Yeah, and like a Floyd fight. That, but that's even it. those are weird just because like Floyd's retired. Now he's kind of coming back. Against Logan Paul? Yeah, that's... <laughs> Jake, don't fight Floyd. Let your, let your brother do that. Let him get whooped. I'm, I'm Take... hyped for the Jake Paul-Logan Paul fight. I'm, I'm hyped for that, whenever that's going to happen. That'll be interesting, because but... Logan's just like twice his size. <laughs> yeah. 
Look, it's like, huge. But yeah, man, it's just weird for people to hate on this happening because boxing was just, it, it was a dying sport. And in theory, it kind of still is because people are just, all the old heads that watched it with all the great fighters that we've had over the years, we're not getting that. We're not getting those big knockouts. We're, we're getting 12, 15 round just snail fests and people don't want to watch that. People don't want to watch that. They want to watch something that they could be excited about, have a watch party, get drunk, do all that. You, nobody's going to be excited to just watch two no-name guys dance around the ring and tap each other on the nose for 30 minutes. Like, it, it's not there. So you have a big name bringing some big money, br- big attention, and big exposure to your sport. How can you be upset with that? I like this it, rant. It's just, it's just I like wild. This. I like this rant. <laughs> this, this, these wild, are the Brooklyn bro. rants we need around here. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm here for it. I'm really, really here for it. Yeah, and it was fun. I mean, like people who don't watch boxing are watching it. My old roommate Chloe, shout out Chloe, we love you. Uh, she shout was watching the fight. Like, come really? Amazing. <laughs> Viewership had to have been through the roof. Why was Charlie exactly. D'Amelio and Addison Ray the ring girls? I don't want to harp on this. I just wanted to be know why. Just throw it out there. Let, let's move on. <laughs> Grenade. Frag out. Yeah, that that was uh, that was interesting. But yeah, so shout out to Jake Paul for beating whoever he beat. He, he's over. We don't remember his name anymore. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> and uh, look forward Canceled. to the next fight. Yeah. Look forward Absolutely. to the next Yankee whooping. Look forward to the Knicks being the all-time great story when they win the championship this year, beat the Nets and the Lakers in back-to-back series. Um, is anybody hearing some uh, weird static coming out of Jews, Mike? I don't know. Uh, anybody Let's hearing something go. weird? It's the baby um, making static. Come on now. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not hearing anything. I, th- I think we cut out. Think we cut out. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> We'll be with you next week. As always, yes, check us out on Mondays. Check us out on IG, Twitter, and TikTok at underscore the spectators. If you're not watching this on YouTube, go over there and check it out. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like and all that good stuff. We'll see you beautiful people next week. Peace. Later, everybody. Catch you next week. Peace.